It's not another Bills podcast with John Corzilius. That guy who dropped the ball is the reason the Kardashians are famous Kardashians because, famous. yeah, so he drops the ball, Bills draft OJ, OJ comes to Buffalo, meets his wife, and anyway, Rob Kardashian hired to represent OJ in the legal proceedings, therefore bringing him into the limelight, if you will, and subsequently his uh, reality star family. Then Pat Caprio. That's what my dad was, I was talking with my dad today, and he was like, well, I don't know how much you can practice catching. Like, you know, he was talking about catching these ping pong balls with different spins and going to tight end university. He's like, you could get an A plus in tight end university, and this guy's still going to drop the ball. Like, <laughs> All right, welcome to episode three. We made it. This is actually our second shot at episode three. Because we taped an episode on Friday and I went to pull the files out and realized that it had been my webcam audio that was recording instead of my microphone. So we pretty much just ditched the entire episode. But we're back now. Um, Obviously at a good time since we got some roster stuff to talk about. Uh, Final roster cutdowns happened today. A couple of surprises and a couple of things I think we'll figure out tomorrow um, with IR rules and stuff like that. But... Patty, how you doing, dude? Oh, not too bad, man. Just uh, talking with my old neighbor, old soul, chilling. Poor Johnny. He had to, uh, you know how those older dudes get, man. Like, you know, you don't want to be a jerk, but they, they keep talking. And you're just like, you're not, and they're just going. But anyways, happy to be here, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> we did We did have one thing from our last episode that was salvageable that since Pat had his mic working correctly, you know, me... Being the audio engineer out of us two should be the one who has their their stuff together, but I was not. But anyway, we had we had no. this gem happen, so I'm, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna roll this. Mr. Cole Beasley, please get your vaccine. There are not microchips inside of it. Mr. Cole Beasley, don't ruin my season. Just get your vaccine. <laughs> well, Johnny, he, he put some audio skills behind that, man. I could hear it. But no, no, I, I didn't do anything with that. That was that was all you, man. Well, it was all Cole Beasley. But <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so glad that we don't have to sit here and talk about vaccine stuff this week. I mean, that's what we were talking about for half of that other episode. So I I guess if we're gonna if we're going to miss one, that's the one to miss. Yeah. And I mean, right. I'm just happy they're coming together. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we both had a chance to look at the final roster after all the news that came out this afternoon. Um, is there anything that sticks out to you as a surprise, Pat? Or you see anything that unexpected? I mean, besides, I mean, we have some obvious stuff here. So we have Reed Ferguson got released. Um he had been nursing a back injury, but I would assume that there he's you know he's a parking lot release where they're just going to bring him back tomorrow so that they can put somebody else on IR and not lose them for the entire season. Um, and that might be the move with uh, Hollister as well. Um, you know it, he he could be actually released if Tommy Sweeney, but I, I would guess that Tommy Sweeney is going to go on IR for at least a couple weeks, and Hollister is going to be back on the roster in a couple days. What do you think? Yeah, I I agree because I think that, you know, Hollister and Josh have that connection, number one, and it's like, I mean, Tanner Gentry, 
uh, you know what I mean? He's a great college player, but like, I mean, there wasn't really a good shot that he would make this team. And I'm sure it's like, it's gotta be cool for Josh. I mean, maybe not, maybe he's like already down with the team, but I don't know. I'd be cool with it. And like the other thing that I'm going to wonder, you know what I mean? Cause I'm sure Fromm and Davis Weber just like chilling in the parking lot right now. Like who's going to get a call back, you know? But yeah, I honestly thought that they were going to be able to trade from for, for a piece or a, or a draft pick or something like that. But um, hopefully Davis Webb is available to go back to the practice squad so he can be Josh's clipboard boy. Yeah, again, dude. As I mean, you called him. Honestly, dude, like... Film study I mean, partner. Film study partner, dude. I would go to Russell's shop house and like... I, I mean, I don't know if about, you know, the X's and O's like Josh does, but I don't know. I mean, hopefully, like, I think best of both worlds scenario... Jake Fromm makes the team and then they're like Davis Webb like well you know we'll pay you this season salary but like we're gonna on the books you're gonna be in the coaching staff like <laughs> yeah oh you mean there. Jake Fromm on the practice squad you're saying yeah 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 I but. mean because they had gosh both those guys were technically practice squad last year right yeah. or was Fromm I can't well, remember if they carried Fromm on the active roster, but no, just kept no, him no. inactive every single well, week. And he was, he was the kind COVID of the designated survivor. Yeah. I don't think yeah, they ever had more than Barkley. Yep. I don't think ever more than Barkley. But I don't know. That's kind of scary. Like <laughs> running two dudes deep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I again I'm sure they'll have somebody on the practice squad. Um so I'm I'm sure they'll be fine there, but yeah, with the the expanded three or fifty three man roster still only keeping two QBs, um, which honestly, I mean, that that's a much easier position to leave out when you can have seven wide receivers and six defensive ends on the roster now, because I mean, or if they would have if they would have if they would have released Marquez, I I would guess that he would have gotten picked up on waivers, just based on that punt return alone, like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's flashed. So if if he's healthy, hopefully, you know, we got someone else that can do the Isaiah McKenzie role and also, you know, return duties as well, you know, because you never want somebody not dependable back there fielding punts and muffing them all the time. But I think we're going to miss Andre Roberts for that reason, like his dependability. Like I, I, I love Isaiah, but once he gets the volume this year, I think yeah. that he's he's probably going to muff a little bit more than than Andre did. But no, I I agree knows. and like you know every special teams coordinator is like you know what I mean going through that that punt return at home versus Miami and he's like breaking down like you know what I mean they're gonna be ready for him <laughs> I I think it'd be cool to see Marquez back there though honestly I mean because yeah. it's such a deep wide receiver core like I don't really see him you know having the the amount of snaps like that you know what I mean even Gabe Davis had last year you know what I mean like in his rookie role so. It's it's going to be really interesting who they make active on game day because there's going to be at least one wide receiver that's not active. And, you know, so you're looking at, like, Jake Kumaro, who's also a special teams. Like, he's yeah. he's their new... Well, here's the thing. They were, ter- they were trying him out as a gunner, but um, Taiwan Jones is on the roster. So Taiwan and, and Saran Neal are the two gunners. So maybe they don't need Jake Kumaro in that position on special teams. Maybe he's inactive on game day or... You know, they could switch it up week to week and see what sticks, depending on you know who's hot or not. But no, I, I don't expect even even anybody in those those lower roles to get too many targets or anything like that. Um, more so special team stuff. That's crazy too, because we were saying the limit for running backs. We were like three running backs tops. Like, you know, that'll be interesting. Well, like th- 
three active running backs. Yeah. So uh, Brita might be the TJ Yeldon of this year, depending on on how things shake out. You know, where he's he's inactive on game day almost every single week, barring an injury. Yeah, Which again, you it's, know. <laughs> it's it's always good to have good depth there because you know running back. I mean, uh, last year there there was there was injuries um, between both Singletary and Moss at, at multiple points during the year. So you know, good ha- good to have depth. But no, what do you think of the Daryl Johnson trade? Do you think that they do you think they got enough value back for him? They well, got a, a sixth round pick. I mean, what he drafted in the seventh round. So, I mean, ultimately, yes. But, like, I mean, like you were saying about Kumaro, like, I mean, obviously, Daryl's not like, you know, a gunner, but like, he's a special teams beast. Like, you know what I mean? He's covering punts and kickoffs. Like, you know, so it'll be interesting. I mean, it's, it's so deep too. Like, I, and and I think, you know, like we talked about last night, you have to give FA a chance. Like you do, like mm-hmm. he's like Josh, like, you know, they have untapped potential and like, I think FA is a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that when you're talking about defensive line, it's a totally different story than wide receiver when you're <laughs> thinking about back into the roster, because those guys on the bottom half of the depth chart are still going to get significant snaps. Like there's going to be, you know, a much a much different or, or much more even share of snaps rather than receivers where, you know, you've got, you know, the top three taking almost all the snaps, you know, at wide receiver. So maybe if they thought that, you know, Daryl Johnson, even though he's a great special teamer, wasn't going to be as good as F.A. Obata in, in that role, then that's probably why they decided to move on. I... I Gosh, it, there's we could talk for a half hour just about Mario Addison and his role on this team and, and what he brings from not just a leadership role, but on the field and stuff like that. And if if his age is showing and because a lot of people had him as one of the trade candidates with how deep the defensive line is, you know, and that was before they traded Daryl Johnson. But well, I think a deep defensive line is going to help. You know what I mean? It seems like we're a little bit deeper there. And you know what I mean? Like talking like, I, I think Jerry spoke to the, the media after the year and was like, you know, he was playing a lot more snaps than he had anticipated. Yep. It's, I mean, like you were saying, I mean, they, they bring leadership. Yeah. But it's like, it sucks too, because, you know, you want your leaders not to be like burnt out all the time. And, you know, if, if they can have that rotation, I don't know. And did you no, I mean, did Yeah, you it'll, that? it'll, it'll keep the legs fresher for sure. Especially at the, at the top half. So let, let me ask you, who, who do you got starting week one? On the two ends. Well, I mean... Besides, I mean, you got Jerry, right? I think that's a Yeah, you got Jerry. I mean, but honestly... Could you I see Rousseau there? He started the Detroit game with a fucking, like, two snaps and he had a sack. And, like, I saw a stat on yeah. him where he's, like, I mean, one of the... I don't even know what it would be called. Like, causes the most pressure quickest to the quarterback, most quarterback contact. I'm not sure. But, Are you talking preseason stats? Like, what he yeah. did during the preseason? Yeah, yeah, he had... I, I think he pressured quarterbacks on a third of his snaps, but that was that might have been only been after two preseason games. I don't know if that included the third one. But anyways, he's a stud. I think. You yeah, know, the Bills can get a lot from him, and I would rather kind of see him. You know, he can be a sleeper. I think we have the luxury to have. You know what I mean, Jerry, and I mean Mario. Possibly, it, it depends too. And Mario Anderson's a lot better shape. And like you said, I mean, leadership is also taking a pay cut so that you can have a better environment around you and have a better chance to, you know, 
go farther in right. the postseason. It's so uh, I I think the Bills have done a, a fantastic job with defensive end in the past, you know, two years. I mean, they'll look even better if AJ Epinesa has a great year. And by all means, yeah. he had a couple of really good highlights in the preseason. So if, if he can keep that up, then we'll be having a good time watching the Bills on the field on defense. But you know, they 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 haven't just thrown money at the position, which is kind of what they did when you're thinking about Mario Addison and definitely Trent Murphy. Like Trent oh, Murphy dude, was Murphy. not a bad player, but they definitely overpaid for the production that they got from him, you know, with his contract and stuff like that. So now that they've got, you know, three guys on rookie contracts that are, are you know, could all three possibly be like studs and two of them already do, you know, again, preseason pledge, we're overreacting to preseason play. But, I mean, they look good. I'm excited. Uh, absolutely. I mean, who would you have as your two ends? Like, because I mean, uh, Greg Rousseau could could start. I mean, honestly, they're all pretty good in the rotation. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, I I think it's. I don't know if I can say I think it's going to be, but I want it to be Rousseau and Hughes in the <laughs> end, and then manifest it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to manifest uh, the Bills Week One lineup. <laughs> no, and then you got um, Ed Oliver and Star inside. Like, that's that's a pretty good looking def- defensive line, you know. And I don't know if if their run defense is going to be amazing again. I, I hope that it improves, but yeah, yeah. I don't know if they if so they can too. really if they can improve from where they were defensively last year. I think it's going to only make Josh's job easier because you know when Josh is on fire, I mean that offense is pretty much unstoppable. But as we've seen, like if it's not clicking for a week, it's it's not clicking, and, and points are hard to come by. You know, I, I don't think that the offense ever looked unstoppable in the postseason last year. You know, they had that run in December that was pretty freaking awesome where it didn't look like anybody could stop them. But in the playoffs, you know, really their defense was a, a huge reason for why they got to the championship. Yeah. And, and it's crazy, too, because it's like you look at the linebackers, like, and it's like they're the same guys from last year and no changes. So. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I feel more confident about them this day after seeing Andre Smith play more and like even Medikevich play. Like I mean, he he almost had a pick like second play. Like Jared Groff like basically threw it right to him, but you know, yeah. And even the corners, dude. I mean, there's no the same guys, same. Yeah, no change. Well, I mean, also we're looking at if if you want to compare the beginning of this year to the beginning of last year. Hopefully, we're getting AJ Klein 2.0 instead of AJ Klein yeah. 1.0 from the first he half said of it last was like season. A, a scheme issue or something. He just couldn't understand the scheme. Like at yeah. first, it took him a while because he went from a liability to like yeah, a contributor. Was... Now, now he's the first guy off the bench when they go three yeah. linebackers. So, oh, yeah. absolutely, I think of that Seattle game. Oh, he came up big in that game, dude. A huge force fumble. Yeah. Russell. Oh yeah. Oh, they were blitzing him off the edge. That was that was an awesome game. Yeah, dude. But that was a lot game. of fun to watch. But yeah, and uh, notorious offensive lineman Bobby Hart. Is no longer on the roster. So, oh, dude. penalty machine, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was more of a liability than Ryan Gosling in Remember the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know, hopefully his grandkids like. Hopefully, he told him now in 2021 that he didn't do that shit. You know what I mean? That guy in real life. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, neither of them listen to this podcast, so I- oh, I'm sure dude. we're fine. History, hey, winners get to write all of history, right or not? You know. So that's true. <laughs> and as long as the team did well, it doesn't it doesn't matter what else happened. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We, yeah, we're not we're not sobbing for the Nathan Petermans of the world. No. The step in the journey. No, they definitely do. And like, I don't know. It's interesting too. I mean, is there anyone on the offensive line that you're like, I, you could see? I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be Mitch Dion, Daryl, Feliciano, and, and Cody Ford. But like, I feel right. like I'm pretty confident. Like, I mean, Bucker off the bench last year is a stud. And like, I mean, Ryan Bates is pretty good too. And Spencer Brown, you know, he's he's pretty big. He's just got to, you know, I guess get his yeah, body young, accustomed. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not as much change as we expected. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, we 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 didn't know if we were going to have Milano back or you know Feliciano or or even Daryl Williams and all three of them back and so can't complain. Now, uh, it's going to be a hell of a season. No, you're good. I was just going to say I just read an article like I don't know, probably at lunch today about there's like new propositions for a stadium in Buffalo in 2027. Like yeah. they're like off the ground which is fucking sick yeah i i have a couple qualms with it i it's exciting to think about a new stadium but also it's no roof and only sixty thousand seats yeah we might need more seats or the tickets are gonna be fucking insane like which is probably what the ghoulas want they're like yeah well we could have you know, 80,000, but these Buffalonians, when you have that many of them in a place, like it's not, <laughs> we'll keep them in the park. Oh gosh. Line. Can you imagine, can you imagine how loud a Buffalo dome would be? Oh, dude. It would be insane. But like, also, I don't know, because the thing about having home field advantage throughout the playoffs is like those nineties teams just like kicked ass in the snow. And then they played the big game where it was warm. And it's like, I don't know. It would probably be a huge change. I would think. And like, I don't know. The only the only reason I think that they're probably not going to go with the dome is probably cost wise because like it's cheaper. Just oh to yeah, build like a, that that would a up the cost quite a bit. Honestly, I, I uh, again I don't know all the stats on all this stuff, but I feel like they'd have a little bit more public support for contributing to funding if they were going to put a roof on it. You know, and again a retractable roof, which is expensive, but. I don't know. Maybe we'll end up. You know what I would love? I would love to get something that looks a little bit like Seattle Stadium. Yeah, like, like three quarters you know, of the way. Yeah, because they. I mean, there's no roof on that, but they said that with this plan, that most seats would be covered, but not. You know, it's still open air, and so that's kind of what Seattle Stadium looks like, where most of the seats are covered, and also it's pretty it's like damn loud tunnel. in Seattle too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Acoustically, it, it gets pretty loud on the field because of the way those are designed. So, but shout out to that guy. I'd be interested to see. <laughs> Architects yeah. of the state of Washington. <laughs> All right, you want to get into our drought salute? Yeah, man. Today, we're here to recognize Buffalo Bills, mainstay, sweetheart, and one-time contributor to three legendary teams. I'm talking about Mr. Jairus Bird. You know, even coming out of the U, Nike U, some people might even call it University of Oregon at Eugene. Um, you know, big time 2008 Oregon State. Or, I'm sorry, University of Oregon squad. You know, Jeremiah Masoli, who's like a CFL mainstay. Like he, he's still playing. And, um, you know, some pro bowlers like Garrett Blunt and then Ultron Werner. You know, he's, he's pretty good with pins. So... I don't know, you know, even coming into the league, he was destined for greatness. 
now this rookie year i mean i i don't even know what i would call it beyond beyond greatness um 45 tackles 11 passes defended nine interceptions and johnny i think you said what he went six games in a row with an interception and then like five, five of them games with, oh five games in a row with an interception and then two of them and three of them yep oh dude. yeah three that's in insane. a row with two interceptions it's insane that's insane yeah man and he, he had 22 passes you know picked off in three years playing with this three-time pro bowler um well, I have here in my notes, I don't know if I should say it, but like took a dump on the fan base and requested to be traded, but then had only three total career interceptions during his final four years away from the Bills. Um, three-time Pro Bowler, um, first Bills player to be selected to a Pro Bowl since Greg Bell in 1984. And I mean, obviously, Train Edmonds did a little bit later, but salute to you, Mr. Jarris Bird. You know, three great years in Buffalo. And your dad, you know, he coached. He coached us, you know, Gilbert, did a little bit of defensive backs work. So good stuff. I remember Jerry's. Those were exciting times. Rookie. Absolutely. Yeah. He, uh, he was, he had the uh, defensive player of the month in October that year, I think, because of where that stretch was. Um, but you already, you already know this. I was, I was going to quiz you on who his first pick was off of. Oh, I did. But well, we'll you, have to you see. know, cause we, we did, yeah, we did this last time. But. And it's like, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of a thinker because Johnny was like, yeah, it's a guy who played for the Bills in 2018. I was like, uh, Josh Allen, you know, but um, <laughs> then I thought about it for a minute and I was like, I don't, who the fuck was playing back then? I was like, Matt Barkley was definitely not like starting. And then Derek Anderson, you know, great dude, apparently, you know, made a good, good impression on Josh, but <laughs> Johnny, he had the, he had that big time factoid. Um, so it's a yeah. pretty cool, uh, pretty cool tie back, but yeah, Jarius, dude yeah. was an animal. Those teams are awesome, man. And like they played great defense. Offense was a little bit ugly to watch, but yeah, you know. seventeen years, baby. <laughs> I mean, minus years. the Bledsoe years, I I think we can take those out of the equation. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's just one, you know, giant dump against the Pittsburgh Steelers away from being a playoff team. So yeah, um, pretty much. I mean, Rex's first team had some pretty good offense and actually was a little bit weak on defense and then flipped the script yeah. for Rex's second year. You're talking, you're talking like Tyrod's first year where like he really burst onto the scene. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. He's a drought here. You want to work too, in? Man. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Do I want to work in what? Uh, Sabres update. Yeah. I got a good one uh, this time too. I, it's time for the weekly Sabres update. In my crystal ball. I see Mr. Jack Eichel to the New York Rangers, him, Mike Greer, Chris Drury, three Boston dudes, and a hockey love triangle. This has been your weekly Sabres update. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we have the Bills. I mean, I feel bad too because it's like people love hockey and like it is, it's cool, but like obviously even we knew as kids, like it's expensive. And like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's very hard to make a profit in hockey. Like you literally have to like pretty much at least make a wild card round to make your money back. And I don't know. It's, it's been a while for the Sabres. (laughs) Oh yeah. But I don't know. I feel like he'll go either to the Bruins or he'll go link up with some sort of Boston connection. Cause I hear Boston's pretty cool place. 
and hopefully Buffalo yeah. is well, except right. for their sports teams. But you know. yeah. So what, what do you, what do you think that the oh, this is just a question I had written down. What what do you think that right, the yeah. the weakest spot on the roster is right now? Hmm. Well, I don't know because it's interesting. I feel like the Bills want us to believe that, like, you know, even though it's basically the same roster that, like, a lot of players have, like, making strides. Making, I'm sorry, made. <laughs> a lot of players have made strides. You know what? I hope so. Like, I, I honestly hope so, man. Like, if they, it, I don't know. And I, I don't mean this as like a slight against like Devin Singletary, but like if he's as good as he looked like in the preseason and the regular season, man, like then like he's totally like, you know, changed his work ethic around and like he did, he looked like a different person. And I don't know, you know, you hope people in, in other spots step up too. I mean, that defensive end is really the only position where we had like a decent amount of turnaround. But other than that, and I guess backup QB, I mean, what'd you think of uh, what'd you think of that QB number two in Chicago? Oh, I I mean, I love Matt Barkley to death, but huge upgrade. I mean, Mitch Mitchell Trubisky could be the starting quarterback on a lot of teams right now in the NFL, and I mean, I think he's the second best quarterback in the AFC East, and yeah, you know, obviously Cam's not even in that conversation anymore. No, I mean, I no. don't think I don't think that he was the second best quarterback in the AFC East, but oh, dude, about number four or five, yeah, essentially six. Um, <laughs> but it's like I don't know, and that's the thing with Cam too. Is like I get it too. It's like you're an MVP, you know. In, I mean, 2015 is not that long ago, but it also is kind of long ago. So it's like obviously people change, your body changes. You can put in the same amount of work, you put in more work and just not get the results. And it's something where like, you know, I hope that it, it wasn't like a talent based thing that it really just was that like he was kind of backwards on like the COVID policy or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, you never know because I I heard on like the new like the people in the news were acting like he still should be a number one quarterback after a year where he what threw nine touchdowns and rushed for I think he might have rushed for nine or ten. It's like <laughs> through and more picks than touchdowns. It's like I I like Cam Newton. Like I really do. He's a great player. Changed the world. You know, like brought his own cleats into the. I literally wore the fucking Cam Newton cleats. Like I get it, Cam. Like you know, but I don't know. What do you? It, it, did you see the meme on? Uh, I know you're not on Twitter anymore, but I saw the one where it's like Belichick is Drake, where he's like oh, looking no. all hot at all hot at Mac Jones, like pointing at him when he's like got a little chub. You know what I mean? He's got like the love handles and the and like the cigar smoking photo, <laughs> and he's like pointing at it like yeah, and then like <laughs> and the picture of Cam Newton's like ripped. <laughs> he's just like no. <laughs> I love the uh, the the meme or the the gif of Cam Newton on the bench where he's like sliding down. Oh, dude, he's sliding. Yeah, that was funny. But anyway, the funniest one that I saw was: Do you remember that Play sixty commercial where that little kid was like? Like, I want to grow up and be a football player and steal your starting position. And <laughs> the meme was like, <laughs> this little kid yeah. was Mac. <laughs> and it did. It looked like Mac Jones in, in like it little does. kid form. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's just the way just the way it works. Any job. I mean, especially that job where like, you know, you're, the, I mean, for lack of a better term, you're like a human cockfighter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to make your money while you can while also like not dying in the process or like. And I, I think for Cam too, it's like, I think that he could be successful, but I don't think that he deserves to start on a team right now. Like, I don't, I couldn't see where he would start. Like maybe, well, I guess Houston, he'd, you know, Houston wouldn't be the worst place for him, but 
I don't know. It, well, I mean, again, it all depends on what his arm looks like because, you know, you said Mr. Mike Capri was talking about camp arm on, on cam. <laughs> yeah. Said it lasted longer than camp. <laughs> what, 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 what was the quote? Give me the quote he was again. Like, well, he was like, well, if you still have camp arm after camp, then like, what is it? Like, do you, are there, are your arm's not good or like, <laughs> you know, you've had all camp to stretch it out. Like <laughs> camp arm's like a one week excuse. Like, and that's what they kept, you know what I mean? Belichick kept saying he was having camp arm and like, you know, he was just stretching out and who knows. But <laughs> yeah. But, did you see that uh, Shaq Lawson got traded back into the division? To the Jets. Yeah. Well, he'll be getting some uh, reps. Carl Lawson, right? He's still hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yep. So. Yeah, I guess they 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 didn't want to pay for New Jersey, so they just uh, traded for somebody with the same last name, save some money. Yeah. No, I feel you. And like, I don't know. I I think he's a good player. I I think that he's someone too. Like, it's great. I mean, he's one of the few picks that like is still around from the Rex Ryan era. You know, and he was one of those picks yep. that like transcended a couple coaches. But at the same time, I mean, his production was pretty good in Miami, but who knows? I mean, it's kind of strange that you would bounce through two teams like in a matter of, you know, that is weird. Like, you know, he didn't even play a snap for the Texans. Right. I wonder why. Why would you even trade for a guy and then not even, <laughs> he doesn't even like chill at the facility. Like, he even traded the Texans like two hours later on his phone, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Houston's a He's, mess right now. Deshaun's going to be uh, apparently inactive every single game day, but on the fifty-three man roster, just in case which, he feels like coming back. Uh, to me, sounds like the they're like, yeah, the the asking price is is still pretty high. But we you know we don't we don't have to trade him. No, I agree. And like when you his, think about his, it, Johnny. Like the same next time situation. you can see him on the field might be 2023, like very possibly with a, a possible year long suspension in the balance. And that's not even getting to should he ever play in the NFL again? Because there's no doubt that he's super talented. But I mean, if, if any or all of these allegations are true, then, you know, dude should be in jail. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if you're looking at it from like a purely financial, like non. Uh, whatever you want to say, like non-moral perspective. I mean, like basically a very similar situation when Jim Kelly basically gave the finger to the Buffalo Bills and went and played in the USFL for a sec. Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I don't think it would be entirely like outlandish to think like if they're like, okay, well getting the passing coordinator from the worst ranked passing, you know, offense in the NFL is going to like improve our team, you know, I mean, no offense to the, you know, the Ravens or, or Greg Roman or anyone like that, but I mean, I don't know, maybe like they bring in the enemy next year or something. I could see Deshaun Watson being like, okay, like I can work with this. So I'm, I'm still believing he might just stay there if they can, which they should cater to, to him. I'd be like, if the bills were just like, yeah, fuck Josh Allen. Like, I know we just waited like an extremely long time to be good, but you know, we're just gonna, we're going to wait another 17 years. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're uh, we're over a half hour in, so I, I think we should probably wrap this one up. So I, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't spend Hopefully all my in it. No, you're good, man. Hopefully, I didn't talk over you too bad. I'm sorry, I was fucking. Oh no, dude, I do it to you more often than you do it to me these days. So, no, well, we'll keep getting better. Zero broadcasting experience to this. I think we're we're not doing terrible. 
yeah no it's been cool though i'm glad we like got to see the roster even though it was like i don't know why we were all expecting it to be different like i mean but yeah yeah some surprises but for the most part i think that everything kind of shook out i don't think that there were you know there were not any young players that really ousted veterans out of their jobs yeah no, as far as i can tell great, great receiving talent too like i mean i really like yeah. lance Lenore. i thought i thought lance had a good camp you know but yeah, so hopefully we'll see a lot of these guys back on the practice squad if they clear waivers, but that'll remain to be seen in the coming days. But all right, well that's gonna do it for uh, episode three, take two. Um, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Not Bill's Podcast. Um, we're slowly trying to tweet more. You know, can't promise that the content's ever gonna be good, but yeah. All right, yeah, follow us on. Uh, Gosh, I, I I was ready to say like oh, all boy. the other platforms, but all I, all I feel like keeping track of is Twitter right now. So I've already got yeah, all the I mean, captain follows, stuff follows to on keep Twitter. Track of. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I I have a hard time checking social media on my phone now because there's so many accounts logged into. Because I've got, yeah, no, got, got my like audio business Instagram. I've got like my personal Instagram. I've got my own Facebook, and then I've got every single social media for you know Cap and Co. Which, if if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't heard yet that that we release music together, go check it out. Spotify, pretty, pretty average. Spotify, one hit wonders, <laughs> dude. Literally, <laughs> Spotify, Spotify, one hit wonders in the house. Johnny, great producer. Yep. He's a professional. Oh, yeah. Takes some time out of his his summer every year, and you know he makes some music. And I'm very grateful, and it's always very good, almost religious experience. So sweet, dude. Hell yeah! All right, well. well if if Pat isn't busy next Monday night, we'll be we'll oh, be trying man. to drop an episode next Tuesday and then kind of get into the groove of weeklies. So oh, yeah. make sure you no, uh, subscribe and uh, you know if if you like this shit, give us a good review because it goes a long way. And you know we love to be, um, God, I forgot the word. <laughs> <laughs> we love to be not heckled. So if you would like yeah, to not, not, not heckle, heckle us. We <laughs> What's the word I'm trying to think of? Appreciated. Appreciated. No, no, no. It's it's like appreciated, but um, acknowledged, like fulfilled. <laughs> like like, but not fulfilled. Like you know, like the, uh, it's like it's it's like it's it's rubbing your ego the right way. Got you. God, do you do you know what? I'm, this is gonna kill me. Can you say the sentence over again with the word that's missing? Uh, uh, yeah, leave us a good review. We'd love to be not patronized. Um, yeah. Um, we'd love to be compensated. No. Uh, <laughs> it's something like that. <laughs> Compensation is very different. Uh, I mean, uh, okay, so people, people always use this word as like self dash like so not self-fulfilled um validated thank you oh validated yes please validate validated. yes yes yeah. so leave us leave us a good review we, we'd, <laughs> we'd love to feel validated <laughs> nah no nah, we're, we're we're gonna keep this stuff constant and, and keep up with it and that's the best we can do so absolutely but anyway freaking excited for this season oh yeah less than two weeks till the opener baby good shit it's getting hyped but, all right, we'll see you guys here next week. All right, see you, Johnny.